Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Hello and welcome to another episode in Sovereign Self. I am very excited today for the guest that I have on because she has been a friend of mine for quite some time now and she's got an amazing story that I would love everyone to hear and get to know and I would love everyone out there to actually get to know her as well because she is just She's an incredible person in addition to being an amazing energy worker. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and do the formal introduction of her here. Barbara Amalia Schaefer-Berner. I know it's a huge name. She is a former manager of energy engineering, and I'm not talking about the etheric kind of energy. I'm talking about power plants and shit. <laughs> Uh, she had a near-death experience for a total of seven minutes and chose during that experience to remain behind and to reconnect the souls who've lost their way home. In 2013, upon completion of her soul's mission, she experienced something similar to a walk-in, if you're familiar with that term. If not, we will explain it in a little while, giving her personal experience excuse me, for professional women and healers who have also been through intense spiritual awakenings and up levels in life. Barbara is here to reconnect you to source within yourself. She rewires, aligns, activates, and upgrades people's energy systems. This is the etheric kind we're talking about now, including their physical one, meaning your body, which results in better health, improved business, better relationships, and facilitates your ability to embody your destiny. Having healed herself of cancer, she also helps clients heal from many diseases of their physical bodies, which are often stagnation in their light body, the energy fields that make up who you are on a cosmic plane that is connected to this earthly one. So welcome, Barbara. I'm so happy to have you here with me. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sophia Renee. I am excited to be here. How fun. I know, I've been looking forward to this so much. So, we have a pretty good time when we talk. We always do, and we always run long, so the engineer is probably going to be back there going, wrap it up, there's a break coming. <laughs> so I know a lot of your backstory, and we've got like 12 minutes in this first segment for you to share. What was like life, life like for you before the awakening, before the near-death experience, before all of that stuff transpired? Well, I like to start with that um, when I was a little girl, um, I had this imaginary friend who would speak to me, and he looked like Jesus to me, okay? And so, um, but when I was about maybe four or five years old, I was at the Catholic Church, and a um, little boy had knocked me over. And the uh, nun, head nun, had come over and said, what happened? And I said, oh, the little kid knocked me over. And I don't remember exactly what, but I said, but Jesus says, you know, he just doesn't love himself and he's taking it out on me or something profound <laughs> like that, right? <laughs> <laughs> and the, um, uh, the nun said to me, oh, no, only priests can talk to Jesus. You can't talk to Jesus. What? Oh, no. Yeah. Well, it's what I remembered. It may not be exactly what she said, but it is what I heard, all right? Right. And so, um, uh, I was, even at that age, I was very smart. So, um, I'm 60, so this is some time ago when Casper the Friendly Ghost is pretty uh, around. I changed his name to Casper. And so, I would talk to Casper. That was acceptable until I was about 12, and my parents said I needed to get rid of my friend, my, my imaginary friend. Okay. Now, the reason that I bring that up is because what it was before was that basically I was very intuitive. I was very connected as a small child. I maybe didn't understand what all of this was, but I knew that it was true. Okay. I knew it was true. Yes. And that, um, and that because of uh, my family, because of, I call it the patriarchal structure of religion in this case, yes. right? Um and also, my dad was in the military, so I really learned how to live in those, you know, 
The structured boxes, yes. (laughs) Yeah, so I turned that off. Right. But continued my life. You know, I mean, I still had obviously some intuition, right? But continued my life. Um, Went on to um, study, you know, study. went on to study um, mechanical engineering with a minor in alternative energy systems. (laughs) (laughs) What did you call alternative, girl? (laughs) (laughs) Little did I know. But anyway... um, I was a woman, so first of all, I grew up in a military family, uh, lots of rules, lots of structure, this is the way things need to be, uh, my way or the highway. I lived on military bases, so very, very military, and when I use that, it, it's just that very masculine. Now, I don't mean that's bad. It, it just is what it is, yeah. Yes, and we all have masculine and feminine men and women. We have both, and we use them for different things. But when one is out of balance, and so not only did I obviously not get enough of the masculine, but went into engineering. So instead of using my own um, flow, I kind of became a man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I understand. I spent years in, in corporate America in data systems, and it's very yeah. similar environment. I was frequently the only woman at the table. And it felt, I didn't, I mean, looking hindsight, I didn't need to, but it felt like I had to act like that, right? I had to act like everybody else. One of the boys, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, men and women, but, you know, by the rules, and it's got to be this way. So I really shut off my ability, my creative ability, my intuitive ability. And what was happening was that I was looking the way I thought the world wanted me to look. Now, when I say look, I don't mean just look. Although I did, I mean, this is in the early 80s, I worked hard to work, right, to try to fit in with the men, right, mm-hmm. women did that then. I, I never quite went quite as far as the ties, but yeah, real formal suits and, yeah. Yeah, and if I wasn't wearing ties, I was wearing very formal suits and three-inch high heels, and, and yet I was putting on the, uh, the mask of what I thought everybody thought I needed to look like, say, and do. And um, it would really this this acting the way that I thought the rest of the world needed me to act, put on all this armoring about I was so powerful and all of that, really was pushing people away in my life. And yeah. it was constantly my marriage and my health. I was great at work, fast track, 30, gosh, I think I was 33 years old, and I was this close to being a vice president, a really large utility company yep. in the late 80s as a woman in engineering, kind of a big deal back then. That, that's a huge deal, a huge deal. And so tell me a little bit more about the price you ended up paying for suppressing much of your connectedness, your intuition, and focusing on climbing this corporate ladder. Well, it cost, um, it cost a lot of money because the only time I was happy was when I was working. I was making a ton of money, had a company car, had an apartment in San Francisco, right? Except the only time I was truly happy was when I was working or shopping. Mm. So, I, <laughs> and and I'll tell you what, shopping adds up fast. <laughs> it adds up, and so I spent a lot more than I made. All right, so that's one. Okay, so it really it really affected that. Um, I had no energy. I was excited when I went to work, but when I got done, I was disconnected. I was tired. I was feeling foggy. Um, I was having troubles in my marriage, and my intuition said something was up, but my mind said, oh, no, that can't be, and so I shut that down. Yeah, right? it's all good. Ignore that shit, because it's not Which right. caused, yeah, more and more separation mm-hmm. with my husband. So financial issues, hiding the financial issues from my spouse, um, then distancing myself from my spouse because I had some intuition that things were going awry. And I didn't want to pay attention to them. Yeah, and it all just kind of snowballs a little bit more and a little bit more. Yeah, it does. And so, um, so mostly, um, it was like a lot of pushing. I didn't know it at the time, so I didn't have words for it. But um, it would now be called severe adrenal, adrenal fatigue, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? Yeah, been there, met that, still recovering from it personally. Yes, yes. well, same here, same here. Um, so high level of stress, okay, which then affects your physicality, and it maybe took a few years to diagnose it, 
But years later, I was diagnosed with off-the-charts fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue syndrome, um, uh, Hashimoto's thyroiditis, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all kinds of crazy things that turns out I've had, I have had them for 20 years. Um, but what had happened was I was so disconnected and shut off that um, I thought if I changed my job, life would change. Oh, yes, that's, right? that's always the thing. It's just too much stress at this, on this corporate ladder. I'm going to switch to the other corporate ladder. <laughs> I've yeah. tried that too. How did that work for you? Well, or I'm going to move. Because if I move, I'll have a different place, right? right. Or the one that, you know, because uh, the one that, that I always bring up is, oh, all my problems are related to my spouse. I'm going to divorce the spouse. Yet I'm going to say, I've been with my husband for 40 years, and luckily, we have this agreement that we're going to work out our crap before we ever divorced. And truly, every time we work through our own crap... There's no need to divorce. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, I I changed my job. I went part-time as consultant. I was still making good money. I was working from home, but I didn't change the way I was working. Oh, always thinking about work, always very intense, always pushing, always having feeling like I had to work harder to prove myself, and I wasn't getting the message. So So what did your higher self have to resort to to get the message through? As I put it, yeah, as I put it, you know, I was getting little knocks upside my head, you know, like little taps. Hello. Little taps, little taps. I didn't obviously recognize them until... My, I'm a dog sled racer. That's a whole other conversation. I know we'll talk about that. So, bit, so how did you get into dog sled racing? <laughs> my husband and I got a dog. <gasps> so um, we built a house, and um, we knew that as soon as we had our own home, we wanted our own dog. Uh, being nerdy engineers, both of us, we researched and researched, and we narrowed it down. You know how kind of funny because of this thing, right? We narrowed it down to a German Shepherd or a Siberian Husky. Oh, see, I've got the German Shepherd. You've got the Husky. Life is good. <laughs> so, two, like, I mean, anybody who knows the breed would say, they're so different. I, I was even telling my men, my dog sledding mentor the other day that I don't know how. How did I narrow it to those two? But anyway, narrowed it to those two. Well, they're actually. both incredibly intelligent. It's just one is significantly more willful than the other. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not sure which one on which day. But anyway, but got a dog. So we got a dog and we were whitewater river guides. We did cross-country skiing. We were out cross-country skiing. Uh, we were out cross-country skiing and um, one day and saw this woman with six huskies <gasps> on a dog sled team. How cool is that? And, a, and that, what we would use the words today, activated a memory. Mm-hmm. Okay, It activated something in me that it made no sense. I lived in Northern California on two acres but I knew that I had to do dog sledding and I didn't even have to do dog sledding. I had to do this thousand mile race up in Alaska. Now I didn't know anything about all of this, but I saw those dogs and it activated this passion, this, I have to do this. So we got a bunch of dogs. All right. (laughs) So how did the universe wake you up then? Well, I got this bunch of dogs. I started training them even I didn't know what I was doing. And I, um, uh, in my very first dog sled race ever, the first day was beautiful. Man, it was like I was a pro and I ran a, what's called an eight dog team, which is a big deal. That's a big team. Yeah never done this before, right? And not only did I run an eight-dog team, but my friend was out to sea, and I ran his six-dog team as well. So Look at you go. Ah, yeah, because, you know, Sophia, Renee, and I, you know, we don't just do a little. We really do a lot. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I don't do half measures. Thank you very much. So, uh, this very first sled dog race, first day was beautiful. I'm all on a high. I had a great time. I mean, I think we came in last, but I don't, I mean, I had a great time. And the, um, uh, and the uh, second day was very, very icy. Mm-hmm. And I came out of the starting shoot with this eight dog team. 
within just a few hundred feet, there was a really sharp corner, and everything sort of exploded under my feet. <gasps> the brake broke. It felt like lightning bolts had hit the handles on the sled. Like I literally, like I saw lightning. Now, there was no lightning, okay? But I saw this light and felt this lightning. I went flying. The dogs keep running. And uh, I went flying and uh, hit my head on the ice <gasps> and stopped breathing for seven minutes. Holy crap. Did anyone yeah. see this happen? Yes. There was a gal. There were three people off in the distance who later, two weeks later, I found out because they were so off in the distance, they couldn't get to me, but they saw it all happening. Um, the race officials could see that the team had left without me, but they couldn't see me. So they held up the next musher, the next dog sledder. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, uh, and then finally, when, you know, finally they just went, huh, we better send him out. He was an emergency room ER, uh, ER doctor. Okay. Oh, thank heavens. Um, <laughs> the yes and, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes and no. He came up on me as I got back in my body and began breathing again. Okay. okay. Um, uh, so, I mean, he knew I hit my head, but he didn't know the extent of this. I didn't either until two weeks later when the lady out in the distance came up to me and said, oh my God. <laughs> um, we thought you were a goner. <laughs> yes. And in fact, a kind of a funny thing is that years, years later, she came up and apologized. She said, Barbara, I felt so bad. I didn't know what to do. And how sometimes... I'm going to pause you right here because it's time for us to go to a break. And I know there's a whole lot more to this story coming. So this seems like an ideal place to just put the, put the marker for a moment. Uh, all of you out there in listener land, if you would like to discuss things like NDEs and those sorts of experiences, you can find me on Facebook at Zofia Renea, that's Z-O-F-I-A-R-E-N-N-E-A, and you can find Barbara at Embody Lightbody also on Facebook. And we can have some of these exciting discussions offline as well. And we will be right back from the break. So stay tuned. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune in to Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. And get amplified. Want to improve your health, business, and life just by listening to a radio show? Well, we can at least move you in the right direction. Listen for Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. Each week, Allison will speak with amazing guests and find out what's changed their lives and how they are changing the lives of others. From beauty to health to business and personal relationships, we're here to inspire you to live your life of passion. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers channel we don't follow we lead join us the voice america influencers channel you are listening to sovereign self with sophia renea morales we'd love to hear from you on the show today call in to 1-866-472-5795 again that's 1-866-472-5795 or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Welcome back from the break. I'm so glad you stayed with us through that. This is Sophia Renea. I'm here talking to Barbara Amalia Schaefer-Burdner. I love saying that name. <laughs> and she was telling us about um, hitting your head in the middle of a dog sled race and uh, having lost not just consciousness, but her, um, 
her connection with her body for seven minutes. She stopped breathing. So tell us how all of this played together. Uh, so um, the part, just the little piece that I wanted to finish because we forget how sometimes things that happen to us affect everyone else's lives. They activate. Some people will say trigger, but we'll, I like activate because that's more of a positive thing. This lady uh, later, uh, many years later, who had seen me off in the distance, said she felt so bad that she didn't know what to do um, when this had happened to me. She had no training or anything like that. She went on to become a nurse, and she's a pretty amazing one as well. Wow. Yes. You and just I don't know, of- know how your life is going to touch somebody else's. Exactly. And for those of you who feel energy, you may have felt tingles as I was saying that, because while this experience, and I'll get into it in a minute, really kind of messed up my life, it though in other ways helped this woman become a nurse, and she's a pretty amazing nurse, and she'll tell you it changed her life to become a nurse. So it's kind of cool. Um, it's so amazing how all the soul contracts interplay with each other, because I'm sure you had a contract for her to see uh, yeah, must have, right? Uh, so this experience, um, now remember, I was an engineer who had turned off my ability to be connected intuitively, all right? Yep. I just stayed up in my mind. So um, what? Uh, many things happened all at the same time. Um, I tell the story linearly because our brains want to know linear. Yes. But it didn't happen linear. It all happened at the same time. Okay. But for, you know, for the sake of understanding, all right, um, I hit my head and um, I heard a big crash like a watermelon. And I'd heard a crash like that before because I had seen a horrible car accident uh, with someone on a motorcycle who, who um, who had hurt his head. And that sounded really crappy. But I looked down because I'm out of my body, right? Yes. I looked down and I see this body there. I go, eh, there's no blood. There's no brains. <laughs> probably fine. <laughs> I'm probably fine. Okay. But at the same time, I'm looking off at the distance and I see my dogs, right? I see the people running towards me. But they're running really slowly. Ultra slow motion. Ultra slow motion. What I explain to people is, you know, have you ever felt like things down here, things here just aren't working fast enough? Yes. They're just not fast enough. Well, my experience that I share with you is that they were running as fast as they could to get me, get to me. But it felt really slow. Because when you're totally connected, things actually (laughs) are kind of going really fast. But in this density, Mm -hmm. third dimensional density, they seem really small. At the same time, I saw, like some people will say they see a tunnel. I saw light. I saw the sun. Okay. And I just kept going towards the sun, this beautiful golden color. And I went through the sun. And remember earlier that I said that I had a particular relationship with this Jesus guy, right? Yes. I mean, uh-huh. Right? I get through the sun on Guess the other side. There. Guess who's there? Now, Jesus, the way that I would see him, okay? Because really, these are energies. These right. are fractals of source. We're fractals of source. But our mind in order to, in our bodies, in order to connect with it, sometimes see them in different ways. So I saw Jesus as I know him. Birkenstocks, Levi's, and a Grateful Dead t-shirt. Love it. (laughs) He's a cool dude. (laughs) He's a very cool dude, right? So um, I see him. He greets me. Uh, We don't say anything because we don't use words, but we use energy, feelings, thoughts. Okay, so for the, again, for this, I'll pretend like we were talking, but we really weren't. No words. Right. right? It's it's right? a communication without words that we now yes, have to translate exactly. into. <laughs> yes. And so he guided me up these stairs. And as I went up the stairs, they got brighter and brighter and brighter. We came to this huge, tall, beautiful, golden 
kind of looked like from the Greek period kind of building with these big columns. We go inside, and again, three or four things are all happening at the same time, okay? I go into one room, and I'm talking to this group of beings, uh, these light beings, but they sort of have a little bit of a form. Mm -hmm. Um, At the same time, I'm in this huge library learning stuff, okay? At the same time, I'm, I'm sort of watching this line of bright golden souls is, uh, um, waiting in line to come down here and have a body. They do yes. look lovely and gold and shiny at that stage, they don't do, they? They do. But, yes, literally souls are, this is a waiting list to come down yes. here. That's what I saw. Right? Exactly. That's what I and the beings that I saw at this table um, I didn't know who they were. I mean, some of them I recognized because my mom was Catholic. So I recognized the essence of Archangel Michael. Right. Okay? I recognized the essence of Mother Mary. I recognized, of course, the essence of Jesus. Um, there were some other essences there that felt familiar. I felt like I knew them, but I didn't have words for them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, later, later, as I got to you know, Google and all that kind of stuff. I, I, I got to know that at least the words that I used to connect with these essences were essence, essences of what we might call ascended masters like Buddha, Kuan Yin, um, you know, gosh, I mean, you name it. It was yeah, there, big there are lots table. of them, yes. Yeah. But again, those are just names for me to connect with the fractals. Um, so I had this amazing experience Um also, I'm looking down at my body at the same time, right? Going, oh, you know, people ask me, did you come back because of your husband? I go, are you kidding? When I, when I was up there, I knew he'd be fine. It didn't yes. matter. Yes. Everything was fine, right? Um, but the truth of the matter is it's all good. It may not feel yes. good, but it's all good. It's all good. Yes. But. Some piece of me connected with, if you don't get back in your body, you're, who's going to take care of your dogs? Ah, <laughs> uh, if you don't do it for the husband, do it for the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> he knows the story. It's okay. He doesn't, he understands. <laughs> I won't be surprised by that. <laughs> no, no, no. So I try to get back into my soul. Like soul literally tries to get back into my body and it hurt really badly. I mean, hurt really badly. So I popped back out. And I looked around again, and I went. I verified: no blood, no brains. You know, gushing <laughs> this all over. Should be recoverable. Yes, <laughs> I should be okay. So I get back into my body, right? Um, about that, you know, I start breathing again. As this guy's coming up, you know, this other musher's coming up to me. Um, he gives me a ride off to my dog sled team. I don't know that I've been knocked out. He doesn't quite know how long I've been knocked out. Okay. Um, I get to my team, I continue, I'm passing out and vomiting the whole time. Wow. Yeah, I, um, uh, I drive myself home four hours. Holy right? shit, Barbara, you are protected. Yeah, now I could tell if I was going to pass out, so I'd pull over to the side of the road, pass out, oh you know. It, yeah, and nowhere uh, did you go, I should get checked out in the hospital. <laughs> Well, you don't know. Like, remember, I didn't know I got knocked out because I could see everything happening. Yes, but you knew you were fixing to pass out on the way home and you were vomiting. And so you didn't go, well, maybe. <laughs> when someone's had a brain injury, you don't think. Sure. Yeah, you've, you've been scrambled. Okay. You've been scrambled. Yeah. Yes. And not even brain injury. When we're talking about these spiritual awakenings, because that's what happened. My soul went up and got a bunch of education. Okay, mm-hmm. came back in, the wiring was fried. <laughs> totally, um, yeah. And everything scrambled. So um, I couldn't, uh, I got I had dizzy spells. I couldn't walk 10 feet without passing out. Um, I couldn't be in my kitchen without unplugging the refrigerator because it would trigger a migraine. I couldn't talk on a phone. I couldn't watch television. I mean, I was pretty bad off, yeah. right? Yeah. And like many of us, when there's a component of, 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 of an illness or a trauma that came along with a spiritual upgrade, awakening. I was um, going to say that the universe used to knock the sense into you. <laughs> yes. That the doctors go, 
you hit your head. Now, this is in 97. We hit your head. We don't know what we're going to do with you. So I went for many, many years um, not really knowing what happened and kind of trying lots of things until about eight years after. I was, gosh, I think it was maybe four years after I was kind of good enough to go back to work. I remember I used to be a monkety monk, high-powered engineer, right? Um, But I went back to work. I was able to get a job as an entry-level job at a newspaper, okay? And um, there I met a woman who uh, did Reiki. And yeah, by the way, she introduced me to energy work. So through her, she says, Barbara, there's this guy coming to town and I think you need to try him, see him. Well, by that time, I tried everything I knew, right? I'm, I'm sure pretty much you have. What were some of the things that you tried? Just Well, so medical industry, right? So medical industry, they put their hands up, said, we don't know. Here's some Prozac and some Vicodin for migraines, okay? Um, Thanks, guys. I tr- yep. I did try five-element acupuncture. It was very helpful, okay? It helped quite a bit. I did, I did, I'd never done chiropractic. I did chiropractic. Okay. I'd never done that before. Remember, I, well, I was an engineer. I thought chiropractors were quacks. Yeah. Were chiropractors. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, body work, deep tissue body work, um, uh, trigger point therapy, um, cranial sacral therapy. So, you know, a lot of the, what I'm going to call kind of normalized things, but not really any energy work, but then got introduced to Reiki. And that to me felt like a gentle massage. Like I'd feel good for a little bit, but it didn't really correct. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it was great. I mean, it gave me some relief, you know, when I had a session. And so I went to see this fellow who, um, he laid his hands on my head and for three days I was healthy again. Oh, well, now that beats the shit out of Reiki, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. So three days I was healthy, 100% healthy again. I could, I could see clearly. I could hear clearly. No migraines. Um, everything was sparkly, beautiful. You could leave um, the refrigerator plugged in. <laughs> I, could leave the, I could watch television, listen to music. I could be on the computer for three days. So there was this wonderful glimmer of hope yes. that something was possible. Okay. Um, I continued to see this fellow. What I didn't realize at the time was that not only was I seeing him as a client, I later became his business manager, okay, to help him get his message out in the world. And I didn't realize it until much later that he actually did a form of white body surgery, surgery on your energy fields, uh-huh. okay, and that he was actually teaching me as well. I didn't realize that at the time. It took me a while to figure it out. Right. Now, but he was. Question for you, okay? As you're going through uh, exploring all this stuff, it's like an eight-year recovery period you're working on here. What What happened with your high-powered job and all of that kind of stuff? Were you able to continue with that? No. So I had already left the high-powered job and started consulting. Um, once I hit my head, I had to end the consulting job. I couldn't do math anymore. Um, in hindsight, I needed to go on disability, but I didn't even think straight enough to be able to fill out any government forms. Yeah, or, or even realize that was the step you had to take. Yeah, yeah, not Which at is all. Probably not a at blessing because it's hard to get off of it <laughs> once you're off. <laughs> so I was I was out of work for about three years, um, and luckily my husband was working. We had good health insurance, but uh, I was off work, and I call it off life. Um, yeah. really. I mean. You know, I could I I could go to I could do one thing a day. I could take a shower, or go to the grocery store, <laughs> or, or make some phone calls. Right, I could do one thing a day. Um, one of the things that I think really helped me also was that I had this drive. Where remember, I got all into this because of my dogs. <clears throat> I w- I wouldn't let anyone take care of my dogs. So I kind of created my own physical therapy, and they're great healers themselves, but I couldn't walk 10 feet without passing out. So I put chairs in my house and out to my dog yard, you know, to where the the dogs are. 
it would take me almost all day to take care of the dogs because I would walk 10 feet and sit down until I could get stabilized, walk 10 feet, get stabilized. And the dogs actually required me to get up and out of bed every day. They were very, very helpful. I'm going to pause you right here because I know there's more to this recovery journey, but it is time for us to take another break. Uh, All of you out there in listener land, we would love to hear from you. If you've had something dramatic, traumatic happen to you, if you've been a highly sensitive person and you haven't figured out and found a solution for dealing with that, we would love, 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 love to hear from you at 866 472-5795 because Barbara's found a lot of answers in her life <laughs> and this might just be the answer for you so hang in with us through the break get the phone number put together you'll hear it again before we come back and we will catch you on the flip side Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. There's a new force to be reckoned with in talk radio. It's not just talk radio. Hosted by LaTanya Jr. and co-host Tina Wynn and Tony Brown. Not Just Talk Radio is like a superhero. Inspiring, problem-solving, and informing with action-provoking conversations from news, movements, and social and politics issues. This program is about a wide range of voices and fresh points of view from experts, celebrities, and you, the listener. Not Just Talk Radio is broadcast live Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in every week to the Voice America Influencers Channel for The Movement with Shannon D. Hughes. It's all about what's happened in the past that determines the future. Everyone has their up moments and their down moments. The pendulum is always swinging between the victories and the pitfalls in our lives. But each of these serves as success points that we learn from and move forward. Listen for The Movement every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thank you for hanging in with us. This is Sophia Renee. I'm here talking to Barbara Amalia Schaefer-Burner. <laughs> and she was filling us in on how she used her dogs and caring for her dogs as her physical therapy when she was recovering from this traumatic brain injury that she had, which was actually a soul-level experience. So I will let you choose what you want to talk to next, if you want to finish the, the therapy story or if you want to explain to us how you became aware that what you'd had was a soul-level event that was akin to a walk-in and tell us what a walk-in is. <laughs> well, the I'll just finish up a little bit about how really I used the dogs. You know, it's just little something every day. I could do one thing. Um, worked with this fellow who had laid his hands on my head, which gave me hope. You yes. know, you go, <gasps> something might be possible. I may not have understood it, but I got hope. Um, and... Um, you know, continued to be his business manager. So I got to, you know, learn a little bit. Um, but through this whole process, Zofia Renee, I, um, I knew I had a dream. That's what I called it. 
okay? So while I, while I hit my head, <laughs> I knew I had this dream and I kept calling it a dream, right? And in the dream, I saw this thing that looked like a diamond, mm-hmm. okay? But that thing was me. <laughs> so I didn't see me in a body. I saw this thing or like I was this thing that was this diamond, mm-hmm. okay? And I would tell the story. I didn't understand it, but I would tell the story afterwards that it was like, this is all of me, is what it felt like. It was this all of me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this diamond, and that a fractal of the diamond had been here having a life. So like one facet of the diamond. Yes. But another, but this facet, it was down here. Literally, I remember this part. I remember what I thought it was a dream at the time. Said to this big group of light beings who said, you have to come back. We're on the radio, so I won't tell you what I actually told them. Um, but I flipped them off, okay? That's okay. I curse on the air, too. <laughs> they said, you have to come back. Your, your job isn't finished. I said, no, this is wonderful. This is love. This is peace. Uh, this is amazing. This is, I'm not going. But another, <laughs> yeah, but another fractal raised its hand and said, I'll go. All right. So I kept telling that story. I said, I kept saying it was like the diamond rotated. Okay. Like the diamond rotated. Um, And I've had a few of these kinds of experiences. All right. Um, And people would say, are you a walk-in? And I go, no, I don't know what that is. And you explain the diamond thing. And yeah. Yeah. And I go, no, the diamond changed. <laughs> right? Okay. It's not a new soul. <laughs> right. You know, but I didn't, I, mean, I wasn't thinking of souls. I was just like, I don't know. I had this dream. Right. So and I kept calling when it, somebody it rotated. You, are you a walk-in? What does that really mean? Because we've used this term several times and it's not necessarily yeah. something everyone's familiar with. So the great experience that I use, and I don't have two different colored diamonds, so I'll just use a crystal, okay? So, um, Which is fabulous the, for the people on Facebook. She's got this beautiful exactly. diamond okay. and this other rocky crystal. <laughs> so you can imagine that you have this one diamond. So the very first experience I had was where a different fractal came. So the diamond rotated, or rather later, most uh, spiritual people will call it a soul rotation. So it's the mm-hmm. same soul but it rotated, okay? Just brought a different but, aspect of itself. Yes, yes. But later I had another experience where, um, uh, where this whole diamond didn't just rotate, it got bigger <laughs> <laughs> and brighter. I don't know what else to call it, right? Um, so, um, uh, and that is what I call, or some of us in our little circle call, so we just name it, is called a reincarnation in the same body. Now, to answer your question of what's a walk-in, if you can imagine that you, who you are, the essence of who you are, is this diamond of love, mm-hmm. okay? And a piece of that diamond, a fractal of that diamond, is down here in this body, okay? And sometimes that fractal gets back together with its diamond, either in sleep, through surgery, through trauma. It doesn't matter how it happens to people. It happens at a yoga retreat, okay? Yes. But it connects back up with the original diamond, your higher self, your oversoul, whatever you call it, okay? Your soul's essence. And it gets back and it goes, you know, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. I feel complete now, yes. I feel complete. And actually how it presents itself sometimes is people go, you know, I kind of feel like I, I would never commit suicide, but I kind of feel like I want to commit suicide. Yeah, but I'm not going to do I'd it. I'd like to leave, yeah. I'd like to leave. You know, I'm depressed. Life isn't going well. I feel like I've go. you know, whatever. So it happens different ways. Well, what happens is sometimes a whole different diamond. Okay, again, I'm not using a diamond, but anyway. Um, <laughs> the other lovely crystal. <laughs> the other lovely crystal. Um, sometimes a whole different diamond says, oh, Oh, I like that opportunity. (laughs) I don't have to be a child. I don't have to learn how to walk. I don't have to do all these things. I'll tell you what, I'll volunteer. And the first diamond says, go for it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm done with that body. (laughs) I'm done. So what happens is the fractals, fractal piece, essence of this other diamond, other soul, other oversoul, 
comes and resides in this vehicle, the physicality, the body. And how we usually notice the difference is all of these will have some changes. It can be a change in what you wear, a change in what you feel like eating. For me, initially, I couldn't do math anymore and I wasn't interested in being an engineer. Yeah. Okay? And I could feel I had something special coming out of my hands, but I couldn't walk, so I didn't pay too much attention to that. Right. Okay? <laughs> but when the diamonds have changed, often it's a complete change in the personality. You don't recognize yourself when you look in the mirror. Some don't recognize their spouses. Some are working at a job and they go, okay, I kind of like know how to do this, but I don't know how I know how to do this. Yes. Okay? So there's lots of, when the, when the, when the di- essence, the diamond, as I call it, right, completely changes, that's called a walk-in. But because I've had some of these other upgrades, which have very similar um, symptoms, yeah. most people think I've had a whole different diamond come in. But no, I keep keeping this. I guess I like my diamonds. Keep keeping <laughs> the same diamond. It just keeps getting a different color or bigger shape. <laughs> Does that make sense? Oh, I guess I can't answer. So well. It makes sense to me. I believe you have explained it succinctly. So we'll move on if you're out there in listener land and you're going, Ahamana, and you have more questions, you can always catch up with us on Facebook or on LinkedIn. We are on both. I'm at Zofia Renea Morales. That's Z-O-F-I-A-R-E-N-N-E-A-M-O-R-A-L-E-S. And Barbara is at Barbara Amalia. Schaefer Birdner, I think. Hang on, I got to expand my screen. Yes, and that is spelled B-A-R-B-E-R-A-A-M-M-A-H-L-I-A-S-C-H-A-E-F-E-R-B-E-R-D-N-E-R. Barbara Amalia Schaefer Birdner. Actually, if you go into LinkedIn and you search Barbara Amalia, I suspect you'll probably find her. <laughs> and even just Barbara with an E, it I'll be up at the top. It gets you there, yeah. <laughs> so this changed your life in a number of profound ways. I know you've told me you started seeing some different things and it led you down a very different career path. So tell me mm-hmm. a tiny bit about what you're excited about now, what you're doing now. Where did this path ultimately lead you? Uh, so I'll just interject that the one big thing was after this experience, people would talk and I would see numbers and symbols over their heads. But I couldn't walk 10 feet without passing out and could only take a shower once every three days. So that was like a side. <laughs> side note. <laughs> Side note, but years later, a woman was staying with us and she had a brochure that she'd been carrying around for 11 years. And this brochure said Lotus, uh, Lotus Sword Light Body Surgery Training. And I went, I have to do that. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know anything. They had, um, you know, some training anyway. I took this training. And the reason I mentioned those symbols was because part of the prerequisites was to take something called soul contract reading. Turns out this process this man was teaching, I was already seeing. That was part of the things I was seeing. Okay. So it led me into this thing called light body surgery, which is working with your entire energy field. So some people, it's your entire energy field, your physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, etheric, any words you can come up with, okay? Just all of them. Chakras and all of that. Chakras and everything. And so I look at it as a rewiring of my system because remember, I was so sensitive. I couldn't be in my kitchen unless I unplugged the refrigerator, okay? So this process that I do now with people is a full rewiring and upgrading of your energetic system to hold your diamond. (laughs) Okay. To properly situate your soul where it belongs. Yes. And when those wires are fried because the higher voltage information is coming through, the wiring is fried and we can kind of catch crappy stuff on our fields. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't have 
self-defense for your system. Don't have any self-defense. Well, um, uh, so Zofia will tell you a little bit about the free free gift um, around that. But what am I really excited about? I'm going to kind of jump forward. We talked a little bit earlier about how I'd been in the masculine world for such a long time, and I really kind of shut down my vulnerability, my intuition, the creativity and movement. And so I, I have a, a session uh, that I'm doing with people, um, a single session, men or women, and it is called Activate Your Womb of Creation. Okay? And it is about clearing up some of the stagnation, opening up, and connecting you with your creative, connected with creator, you, the Godhead, you as the Godhead, all of those pieces. Beautiful. Beautiful. And I know from working with you, it's just an incredible, incredible experience to work with Barbara. I have to say that. So I know you brought a gift for our listeners. What's the gift that you brought today? The gift is, is that it's really hard for us to connect to our own truth and our own clarity because our energy fields are kind of funky from the world, especially these days, right? Yeah, and um, especially if you're a highly sensitive person who's got that highly sensitive. aura. <laughs> yeah, so I have this thing. I call it a meditation. It's not really. It's a process. It takes just a few minutes. Grid clearing for your personal energy fields. Beautiful. It's a great way to clean everything up. Super. And if you're out there in listener land and you would like to get your hands on this to check it out, you can go to the SovereignSelf.media page and Barbara's up at the top there and just look for her uh, at, what it, what was it, clearing your energy body? Grid, yeah, grid clearing, grid clearing, something like that for personal energy fields. <laughs> Perfect. And so there's a, a get you some link, just follow the get you some link and get you some. Barbara, it has been a blast having you on the show today. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me on, Sophia Renee. Yay! And thank everyone out there in listener land for tuning in. We love and appreciate you coming and joining us every week and sending us emails and questions and all that loveliness. Um, And until we meet next week, I want you to go out there and live soul first. Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Please join host Sophia Renea Morales again next week, right here 